0: You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, with cast number 618, recorded March 21st, 2017. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's on motoring.com. That's funny. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. We are not on bye week this week. We are actually making a show. Uh. We're talking. About, we're talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you, like we like to do. Uh, of course, uh, Todd's here, as hey. always. Our good man, Todd Pearson, motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. Uh, hello, I am here. The, our chief mechanic, the Reverend, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Detroit DetroitTune.com has joined us this evening as well. Hello, I'm, I'm waving, but you can't see it. Alex is joining us from the wrong coast. Yes, the Roncos where it's like really, really cold right now. And as a special... Hi, everybody. And as a special special treat tonight, uh, our good (laughs) man... From from an undisclosed... From an undisclosed undisclosed location, Grand Slam Ball Bearings from MotoringsToFile.com is joining us this evening.
1: So... I will be known as uh, my, my Hammer and Coop name tonight, as we all will. Uh, my Hammer and Coop name, for those who don't know, and I'm surprised you don't, know, is Grand, <laughs> Grand Slam Ball Bearings.
0: Yes. Yeah. Ooh, there's this. BB? I <laughs> <laughs> BB. Uh, yeah, my Hammer and Coop name, as I will be known for the remainder of the episode tonight, is Destroyer Ball Bearing. So, oddly enough, Gabe and I are so, related.
1: We are brothers in crime <laughs> here. Uh, Todd? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with your uh, hammer and coop name, but you are Thor
2: Pete. <laughs> I got the big hammer.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's what well, and also your last name is Pete. <laughs> so, for what it's worth, that gates
0: the hammer part. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was going to say. No, let's say this, nobody's winning in this. <laughs>
0: no, no. Uh, Gabe, did you happen to run for Chad and Alex as well?
1: Uh, no I didn't because guess what And cue the wont music oh, here Oh let me guess the site crashed uh, again My flash crashed
3: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. So for, for uh, Those who aren't playing along at home and, and Alex and Chad I apologize you should you should Get in on it uh, if your flash is still working But we're using A uh, what basically An 8, 9 year old almost 10 year old No 10 year old Flash banner That yes. has been hosted on um, a, a banner blog essentially that, that, yes. that collates banners. yes And it has it has memorialized, if you will, a flash banner for Hammer and Coop, mm-hmm. the, the video series that mm-hmm. mini USA created to introduce the R56
0: mini. And we will and, be talking more about that in this episode. It's, it's
1: brilliant, it's still there And I, I, really, I really implore everybody To uh, check it out on com. I'm sure we'll put a link up as well
4: Yes, but don't try it on your mobile phone because uh, it's it flash. Right.
5: right, unless you have Android. <laughs> and
4: well,
1: and there's a, there's a 50% chance your phone is controlled by the Chinese if that's the case. But that's wow.
0: A- anyway, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Hammer and Coop. <clears throat> we're going to talk about more about the marketing shakeups that uh, oddly enough Todd predicted. We're going to talk more about that tonight. Um, we might talk about Mini Cooper value. We've got race results. We possibly have an interview um, with Lewis Parcopio uh, from the Latin Motorsports. We have that either tonight or we have that next week. We'll see how long the show goes. There's some really fine Black Roof Radio for you patrons. I'd like you to go check that out. If you haven't already, click over to patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. If you want to get in on it, I like got you know, 50 cents a show. Boom. Dollar a show. Boom. Done. And you get in and help keep everything going here um, and keep other things in motion as well. Um, I've got some other ideas that I want to Possibly sneak in one more show for us. and If you want to see us continue to grow and have really cool stuff, help us out. Patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. You also get the black roof radio stuff. This week is pretty good. I'm Sorry, DB, my Italian heritage is not going to let you get away with uh, uh, butchering Lewis's last name. It's, Thank you. Uh, uh it's it's Perocarpi. Thank you, Perocarpi. There it is. There. He's, he's actually he's racing. He's doing this really cool thing, and you guys are hearing this in the interview. But just really quick, he's doing this really cool thing down in Rocky Point, Mexico, Puerto Panasco, where it's it's like a miniature version of um like, like a de- like a proper desert rally, almost like a time, speed, distance rally. And he's doing it in a almost bone stock R sixty Countryman, just with a two inch lift and some off road tires. Pretty incredible. Yeah, should be a good time. Uh, we're gonna talk, we might talk about that. We got a lot of things we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to all that here in just a minute. Before we do, what do we like to do first? Let's pay some bills. Our friends over at outmotoring.com, they wanted us to remind you that they're awesome. But you guys already knew that. You're going to go over there to almotoring.com. You're going to subscribe. First thing you're going to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. Because as soon as you do that, that is going to get you your own 5% discount code. Oh, my God. (laughs) Chad's hammer coop name. Chad, from this point forward, is no longer the Reverend. Chad, from this point forward, is now named Cutter Magnum. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds right, pretty Alex, cool get in yours that, that, that is, is epic um, anyway Uh he's got all the stuff for you outmotoring.com they got all the things that you need it's springtime you gotta get your car clean full line of car care products for you over, to, uh, over so at outmotoring what D- D-
1: D- P- can I just tell you something in the midwest you yeah. know what we need to do right around March wash your car we need to get our, no we need to get our supplies yeah and we need to take a look at what we don't have anymore, yeah. and what we need. Yeah. And so what I want everybody to do is make that list of what you need yep. and go to outmotoring.com and fill it. Because basically what you're gonna need all year is to take care of your car. And we all know you need to wash it and wax it and wax it once in the spring, once in the fall and if you're good to your car you wash it wax
0: yeah you, wa- you yeah. wax it once in the summer yeah and maybe you and need so some, I, maybe you need some clay bar maybe you need some interior. Some, you're gonna some need leather some clay cleaner.
1: bar for sure your clay bar is probably old and cracked oh yeah so and i'm just saying this not because i am I'm, i want i want to, uh, you know i to get business i'm saying it because i'm reminding myself <laughs> these are the things i need
0: <laughs> see there you go outmotoringcom has got you covered for all the car care products um, plus you know anything's gotten knocked off over the winter from the salt and snow and the, who knows what you left maybe a body panel you know one of those uh, those little fender flares those things fall off all the time
1: well um, I mean, i'll tell you the the i'll tell you the clay bar is the one thing if you do one thing clay this bar. Thing, you clay bar that's car. a that's a
0: whole show all to itself gabe it really is. Clay bar is awesome. Absolutely, my, my favorite. It's my favorite. We game. should, by
1: the way, you should do some audio of somebody clay barring their car once, because
0: you know nothing makes better <laughs> radio than somebody <laughs> clay The sound of squeaking. <laughs> but <laughs> the sound of uh, but I can tell
1: you, as somebody who's clay barred lots of cars, it's really satisfying.
4: Oh, it
0: is totally. It was totally satisfying.
4: Yeah, and and, and you know when 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 uh, I was in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago and. People who've never seen Clay Bar at work or whatever. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Alex,
3: Alex sorry, you nodded.
4: gotta say you gotta say this and I'll finish my story.
1: Alex, Alex wins. No, Alex
2: wins. no, this is Aaron. Is that no, that's, from Outmotoring? That's Aaron from from Motoring's name?
5: Oh, it's Aaron's.
0: So
3: we'll we'll finish oh, the ad dude, with Aaron oh, from OutMotoring's Motoring's really name. Mind. No,
0: it's awesome. Todd, go ahead. When you're in Philly, yeah. So anyway, I mean, we're talking about Clay Bar. Yeah, and and
4: then we'll share. <laughs> Sam and Sam or Coop name. name. Uh, somebody said, I don't know how to use clay bar. And, and basically, it was like you, you have to uh, wet it down and then rub it until it's smooth.
0: Yeah. So... That's it? Yep. That's it. That's and
1: it. and yes, we I'm, all know that's exactly what she said. Yes.
0: That, is. that is exactly what <laughs> that. Anyway, OutMotoring.com, also while you're there, because, you know, it's cars and coffee season. You're going to get your car shiny, ready to go, so you don't spin out when you go out to Cars and Coffee. You need new shirts, hats, shoes, watches, all the Mini Cooper personal items. OutMotoring.com has got you covered there. Everything that you would normally find at a Mini Cooper dealer and more is available at OutMotoring.com. Why don't you go over and check it out? All the, plus, all the little small bits and parts of things that you need just to do you know, everything everyday maintenance and repairs on your mini outmotoring.com's got you covered all minis too not just not just uh, the old minis but the new minis as well and also i don't want you to forget the ever-growing line of aston martin parts all that and so much more <laughs> made possible so by our friend Axel grease coyote at outmotoring.com mini performance <laughs> amazing mini performance amazing. speed and uh, uh, R56 side scuttles that's uh, outmotoring.com and axle grease coyote <laughs> uh, All right, Shelley,
2: uh, Alex, where's my name come
0: on Alex's
2: is great
0: this is, oh, this is here we good. go uh, I'm gonna have to find uh, a Alex roll.
2: is oh I gotta get to my uh, my gallery here Alex is alligator seawolf
3: wolf. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: good. That's legitimately good. Yeah, and Chad, and try and to else.
0: try to get that in the Slack so I can make sure those go in the show notes. Oh my gosh, alligator. That's legitimately
1: symbol. good. Wow. An appropriately
0: homosexual name for Alex.
5: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh my
1: god. That is you know that 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 seems inappropriate, but yeah, yeah you're gonna really get in trouble. trouble. And you know, for
0: those of you who are <laughs> yeah. wondering, you, you maybe you're a little bit new to the Mini Cooper community, and you're just not really sure what we're on about. Again. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you hear that and you're and you've been around the mini community is for any amount of time since 2007, you hear Asia's heat of the moment, you don't think of the really cheesy MTV music video, no sir, no sir, you do not. You think of and I'm gonna link this up in the show notes. You think of the Hammer Coop music video, which is awesome.
4: Which is funny yeah. because we're gonna segue this into our story. Yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it here. And and this is going to come full circle here in a minute That's and, our show
0: title but, right there too
4: <laughs> yeah, Big see- news <laughs> week is this uh, Advertising agency for Mini uh, It's huge PSF, news Shines, Stern and Partners Has uh, resigned As the um, ad agency After 11 for years For Mini USA After 11 years Yeah and this was kind of um, abrupt. Uh, showed up in Adage uh, Adage Weekly last week, and um, this is like the the next domino. Yeah, in the uh, the marketing chain that has kind of fallen at mini USA because Tom Noble left last month. Yeah, and now the the marketing agency now. All, all being told here, the story is that many USA was getting ready to put under review the agency do agency reviews. It was basically put it out for bid.
0: Yeah, like it, it's like an RFP for marketing people. They they send out you know request for review. Exactly, and and Gabe, you can attest to this as an
4: uh, an agency person for many years. When that happens, <laughs> it's kind of a. I don't want to say usually it's a slap because. Europeans You're do it disav- disavowing them, right? In some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Europeans do it a little bit differently, and this is this is uh, you know, many corporate doing. Well,
1: this. there's there's a yeah, there, there's actually a, a predefined time, right? That from a corporate standpoint, you are dictated and to everything? to put it out for review, right? And the notion there is, we don't want any fat cats. We we don't want any cozy relationships. We want to constantly put people under pressure to do great work and do
5: it for good value. Yeah, which
0: totally acceptable but, makes sense to me.
5: But
1: I so, get, here's,
0: so here's I got,
5: here's I got a go question ahead. for you because it's from the it's from the industry. I mean, it's expensive industry. Like, is it is it putting aside the fact that me was was putting on the review? Like, is it? Common that like an agency says, well, you know, we're just going to drop this client because that's yeah. pretty much what they said, right? Like <laughs> <No, laughs> you know, company, if question. we say like, well, we're going to drop this client like, that we don't go well with anyone. So, it's a good question.
1: Just, so, so to, yeah, no, it's a great question. So, um, is it common? No, is it unheard of? No, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Here's why it happens. It happens because a company, an agency looks at the scenario and says, listen, when it comes down to it, this client is more trouble than it's worth and mm-hmm. we cannot staff and produce work and make money effectively. Yeah. It's just not worth it. And we don't need the name we've got. So and here's the critical thing for agencies. What you want as an agency out of a relationship like this is revenue and basically content for your Book for your portfolio, right? Well, they already have. They already have that,
4: right? They got eleven so, years of. Uh, yeah,
1: they, are, uh, they have eleven book. years of really good work. Maybe ten and a half. And
0: <laughs> well, can you take out time for cramming in the boot? They
1: don't. So they've got all that. And they realize they're not making money or they're not, they're not making as much money as they would with other, with other you know, potential clients. So we'd look around, I'm sure they looked around the table and like, guys, we don't need this anymore. Like, I mean, it's great. It sucks that we're going to lose this client because everybody knows this brand, but let's take this energy and go after another brand, make more money, do different work And make our guys happy We've got people Slogging in the trenches Working on Mini USA Who don't want to do it anymore Right And it's bringing us down And so I mean I, You know I, I'm paraphrasing And I don't know All these details I'm just sort of sur- Surmising a little bit From my experience And in, in the industry But you know there's a lot of reasons And I'm, I'm guessing Not that far off In some In some regard And I think that it's I think it's easy To look at this and say Oh You know They hate many USA They hate working on this Or Mini USA Is dissatisfied Or yada yada I really think that it's just It's a relationship That has run its course And I don't think There's any bad blood there uh, You know l- A lot of bad blood Like I don't think That's like some Crazy like Scenario where Mini USA Was completely unhappy They're doing shit work I really don't think they were set up for a ton of success in the past few years, but I don't think they were doing bad work. I think it's a matter of, listen, we know it's run its course. We're going to actually step away because we are a respectable group of people. Many mm-hmm. USA is also a respectable client. Let's part ways friends and let's go and do something different with a different group. Right.
4: Well, And so, so let's put it this way. Also, we, we know from sales for the last little more than a year, They've been down at Mini USA and they've been down pretty significantly. And we're talking double digits. Okay. Now that means a lot of things and some cutbacks. And from the official statement from BSSP, the ad agency for the former ad agency for Mini USA, I'm going to read this verbatim from the quote from their statement.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, it said that BMW's aggressive cost cutting and procurement mandated reviews as well as the consolidation of media business for both BMW and Mini under Interpublic Group's UM, which means, you know, they were buying media through a global group now. So that was that's another place that ad agencies make money. Okay. Well,
1: and and, and it is, and I will tell you this: BSSP cannot compete at, because Interpublic. I mean, so BSSP is not a massive, massive agency. Interpublic no. is. They cannot compete at the kind. Of the, this kind of this sort of like. They're not designed to create profit off of that business. I'll put it that way.
4: Exactly. And so th- and then th- they went on to say that because of this, it led to a reduction in staffing. They All of these things have contributed to the financial challenges of managing the business profitably. So basically, BSSP said publicly, we can't make the kind of money we should make off of this anymore for a myriad of reasons, you know and And here they are. This is it was very diplomatic, if you will, but I almost think it was a little passive aggressive.
5: but I, well, I, I wonder what kind is. of message of I wonder is. what kind of message that sends to like the rest of the potential candidates? like uh, are you like I'm sure there are so small agencies that that would love to work with many usa. but at the same time, uh, I'm wondering if if, you know, like, what BSSP is, is saying, which you know has a really great reputation in the industry, is kind of a, a kind of a buzzkill, right? Like you, you know, well, you yeah, know, maybe it's actually very difficult to work with me in the USA these days. I don't know.
4: No, I think it's but it's okay. So
3: some- yeah, go ahead,
1: guys. Yeah, can I tell you? Can I tell you the ultimate here? Because I mean, I, I I think all you guys make make really good points, but here here's the reality. McDonald's recently put out their business to bid right and they the way they have they would the way they created the rfp they basically said that with the blended rate that they expected that the for the first two years any agency who won the business would do it at cost wow Sounds right. Yeah. If you want if you want our business, you're doing it at cost. And guess what? There's only there's only really two to three major agencies in the world. One of the three dropped out. Because they're like, basically, you know, when you, when you like, you know, do that thing where you slowly raise your middle finger and you like <laughs> pretend you're like raising it with the other hand, Yes, they did that. <laughs> they're like, no, they're absolutely not. Like, are you kidding me? And so <clears throat> McDonald's, you know, was asking something that was impossible. And, and, and the reason why, and this is, this is why it's so fucked up because they could. Right. And yeah. so, so when you think about the dastardly things that a client could do, I mean, usa is not necessarily doing that. I Mini-USA mean, is actually pressured by BMW of Germany. And, I mean, you know, a lot of ways, like, they're beholden to them when it comes to how much they spend, you know, the timelines they have, how many agencies outside of their purview are actually, you know, controlling their interests. And so I many usa in a lot of ways, is just trying to manage that while managing an actual agency that fulfills their, their you know, Regional, national needs—it's really tough. And I think BSSP isn't necessarily calling out Mini USA; they're calling out BMW, right. right? Which I think is the key thing,
4: right? And I think we've been talking about this for a very long time now. Is that um, the the global marketing push that Mini has done for the last three years since 2014? It's been a, a global push. They've kind of had the mm-hmm. same marketing um, collateral, if you will, and the same messaging global, and that doesn't seem to be working in the U.S. Now, I'm not blaming sales completely on marketing. That is only one factor of the sales, but it is a factor that the the marketing, the current marketing, and, and that of the last three years in the U.S.A., from USA, has um, not been successful, in my opinion, and Gabe, I don't think you disagree with that. Um, and so they've got to look at it and say, we have to break away, and we have to find something that is U S specific that is to this market because other markets seem to be doing okay. Yeah. With the global marketing initiative. It doesn't seem to well, be. So them.
1: can I just say something like, I, I, I think, I think that there's, there's a couple different like angles you could take of that. I think the first one is, um, other countries are being successful. Because they have not had the rise in fuel price. I'm sorry, the the the, the, the decrease in fuel prices that we have. Right. That is- and our culture dictates and this kind sounds strange, but our culture dictates that a that a fuel decrease is directly directly related to a vehicle size increase. Right. And so MiniUSA mini is, is is dealing with that reality, which I think is a little different than other than other regions that said um i think that fresh ideas is going to help there's no question i think that i think that it's a you know the the you know the, the fact that there's a company that's been creating campaigns for many usa like every six eight twelve months they're going away and there's gonna be a new group doing that it's probably going to be a good thing right and I think it's actually a good time to take a look back at when Crispin was doing the work and when BSSP was fresh. Remember the Crispin work?
0: Oh yeah, it was awesome.
1: That, that I mean, I you know Crispin basically created their name off of the work they did for many and and maybe one or two other clients. And they became they became the darlings of the industry because of that work. And so, what do they do? They they what were they? They were charged with introducing a brand to the United States, but not just a brand. They were, they are charged with introducing a brand that was on face value opposed to everything. The United States auto, you know, automotive industry was like built on, right? Which is size matters. You spend more money for size, you know, premium means bigger cars. Uh, you know, it, it, SUVs were popular. Trucks were popular. Small cars were seen as oddities. Yeah,
4: and here we are, 15 and years later, it's come full circle completely.
1: Well, I don't know if it's come full circle. I mean, the first year, the first few years, they sold twenty thousand cars. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's not quite
4: it's the same marketing position. I think that we're in, like you said, because of fuel prices, nobody wants to buy small cars anymore. It's not just many small cars that are, the sales are doing poorly. It's, it's every small car. It's everybody.
1: The- but I mean, they, they do sell more I, cars. I, I mean, I, I see what you're going, going for think You're do, right. But I do think it's a different, it's a, it's a slightly different market than it was back then. Because back then there was, there was nothing like, think about a small car with a navigation screen in 2002. It, did, it didn't exist. I mean, Uh, You know, there wasn't even satellite radio in a small car. Like, small cars had a roll of windows.
4: (laughs) And they were all inexpensive because they were small. That was just the thing. And Mini kind of broke out of that, which is interesting to think about back to the history of the car, because Mini did a lot of things to break the auto industry. From doing what they've always done, uh, Mini was the first to transversely mount an engine, meaning you know it didn't go in line. And, with- and, and, yeah, in
1: 1959, you're right. They, they 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 turned the automotive world sideways.
4: Yeah, right, literally. Right. And so, and you think about it, they kind of did in 2002 in the US. When they came here with this campaign of the suv backlash and small is the new big and go left when everybody else goes right and it was absolute genius it won so many awards for uh for crispin mm-hmm. and um it was it was really appealing to a lot of people it was kind of cool and it was kind of underground if you will and uh it was very rebellious and, and,
1: and todd here's the thing that's so important the product actually back that up the product it did. was it, you know you fast forward and you could talk about oh the cbt's didn't have lifelong fluid and you know and and chad you could talk about all the problems here and there but the reality is the product was engineered to a degree that was infinitely better than other small cars at the time and to this day you get in a, a car a 2002 mini and it drives amazing if it's running
3: properly, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. fast forward though, and I think the problem is, and I love the new minis, I love them. I think they're the best small cars out there, but they don't have the uniqueness they once did. Not because they're not good, but, but because, because everybody else companies, yeah. exactly. Other companies have looked at that that equation and said we can do that,
4: right? And now everything is is pretty, you know. I don't want to say on an equal playing field because it's not. I still think MINI is one of the most, uh, one of the better built products on the market today especially for the price, you know, what it is. Now the problem is, is that it's competing with other cars like uh, you know, the little Audis and even small BMWs and um, it's a very difficult place to be once again. It's like a new rock in a hard place and here's MINI in there right. someone mm-hmm. trying to fit in and they come out with the Clubman and the Countryman to try and compete and expand in a market where you know people are demanding larger cars and all-wheel drive okay mm-hmm. so now we have these two new four-door cars a Clubman and a Countryman that for a year the Clubman's been selling very well but i posit that those sales are starting to drop off and we're going to see for January, February, and then when March numbers come out in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll see if that holds true. And it's going to be hard to tell until we have three, four months, maybe five months under our belts for countrymen sales if they're going to shine as much as So I think it's a big challenge for an agency to come in and find something marketable about this brand. And to be frank, like I, I don't think it has anything
5: to do with the budget that you would allocate to uh, to the marketing campaign. Like you could allocate gazillions of millions of dollars. Uh, it it seems to me that you know all the things we've been saying for the past few months and even the past year are systemic trends that uh, like you no know, matter what you do, you're not going to change uh, the you know how people are buying cars right now. I don't think so. I mean. Unless there would be something really extraordinary, but then again, like I, I don't think it's tied to a significant amount of money or even like a low budget. Like you know I, I think it's uh, it's kind of very, very difficult task given the the system trends we we see in the marketplace. Uh,
4: it's it's definitely a challenge, and uh, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And it's gonna be months. I mean, I, I bet it's gonna take um, two to three months, maybe more. Before we see something, and there's it, it's a dark time, they're gonna have to kind of tread water as a company, right? Yeah. As far as I can tell, BSSP flat out they resigned, they they you know pulled the clause in their contract with which allowed them to back out, like on the fly.
1: So, you, you guys are saying this, and you know, and you're, you're, you're totally right, um, but I think this is what a great company and a great group of of creative individuals is designed to solve for yeah like this is this is this is exactly what listen this is an amazing brand the products are excellent there's a rabid fan base there is uh nothing but opportunity in front of them are there are there issues you know like are there are there near-term problems to solve absolutely but like this is exactly what you know the uh business business school case studies are created for like this is what you overcome and this is what you solve for and i think that many has a t- huge opportunity here and wh- whatever what other whatever uh, you know uh ad agency takes this over i mean i'm in this business like this is like uh, you know it's an opportunity. Like, this, is, this is what you. This is what you design for yourself. If you're dreaming of creating something to solve for, this is it. And uh, you know, there's no reason to say this can't be solved, and they can't do great work, and we can't all be laughing about, or 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 just energetic about, or just just proud about it. You know, exactly. the work this in the year.
4: I'm wondering, you, is is it is that the kind of thing that's too big of a challenge for a large established Agency to come in and go, well, we we don't need this to put ourselves on the map. I think it's more of a we're going to find an agency who's kind of up and coming who really wants a marquee brand, so we're going to put them on the map and they can come up with something. I think that's the, the synergy that's needed here between Mini USA and a smallish company. That's people.
1: Well, and that's why, and that's why Mini has, has hired uh, an agency. Yeah. To lead this process, like the the whole the whole point there is that and in, in this scenario, you know, you many do this. Most a lot of companies like this do this. They say, "Listen, we're actually not. We don't do this very often. We're not smart enough in this particular endeavor to actually choose an agency. We need help with this process, and so we're going to pick a company to come in and help lead us in this in, in this process. And and so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that that your your point is a good one." Um, you know, is it as small as the mid-size? Is it independent? My my gut would be it's probably one of those three. It's probably not one of the big agencies. It's one of the you know, it's owned by one of the holding companies. I've worked for those holding companies. They're terrible yeah. in a lot of ways. The <laughs> companies that that are owned by them are hamstrung and and uh, can I say hamstrung and hogtied? I don't know why yeah, I want to say those. I things, believe
0: you just
4: did. I do. Gabe, do. you in the South? Uh, Chance, are you in Alabama? No,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm on a coast. I can't I can't disclose okay. which coast. Okay, but um, anyway, so I I think you're you're not wrong in saying that you know it, it very well could be a sized, small smaller independent agency that, that comes uh, in and helps to solve for this.
4: Let's hope they come out because I was not a big fan of the defy labels campaign. Um, not either. The, it's a, no, it was okay. No, it, was but it wasn't great. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. It was fine, but it wasn't particularly memorable, and I think we need something as memorable as the stuff that Crispin Porter put out back in 2002 when the Mini launched, and that won a ton of awards. Well,
1: but also, Todd, I'm in the mood for giving BSSP their due here. Like, I'm in the mood to, like, tap you know like 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 tip my cap to them because they did really solid work and it wasn't always consistent and maybe it hasn't been done in the past six months or a year or whatever but i mean hammer and coop i'm just gonna throw that out there like that was really can say, good
4: can yes. we say that's what won them the account from cpb uh was mm-hmm. hammer and coop concept
1: yeah, you're right. We can we can we talk about that now? I guess we can.
4: Yeah, it was basically what won BSSP the account for Mini USA. You know, when it was put out there for forbid the last time mm-hmm. um, in 2006, and the Hammer Coupe concept that came out that we were talking about at the beginning of this. If you haven't seen the videos, go to YouTube, look them up; they're fantastic.
1: Now go to Motor and and the homepage and you will see every episode.
4: There you go. Click through to motor file and look at them But
1: episode. and it wasn't just always, you know it just wasn't Hammer and Coop. I mean there was other work. I mean, who can forget Minnie's first Super Bowl campaign?
0: Uh, which I is can.
1: a reference to a certain thing I don't think we can talk about it in a family podcast, but it was called Cram It in the Boot.
0: Cram It in the Boots. There's
2: there's still people. I mean, that uh, reference that and laugh.
4: Can we say I, <laughs> I, I, we said this before Underground? But I don't know if we've ever said it on the show. Is that I'm going to tell the whole story of Cram It in the Boot from yeah, the beginning. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. I love here's the, the story. The, here's, the, here's the whole story, and now that it's you know we can put this out here. So originally, when the Clubman came out in 2009. Okay, the, the first Clubman, the R50. 2000, 2010. 2010, okay, it came out in 2010. They basically, BSSP came up with a bunch of concepts for how to market this new product, this this Clubman, right? And it had these barn doors in the back and a big...
1: Oh, the Clubman. No, the Clubman was 2008. Sorry, I, I okay. heard Countryman. You're right.
4: The Clubman in 2008. And this was they, they came up with a bunch of concepts on how to market this. And they came up, BSSB came up with some micro sites and things like this to pitch whatever. And cramming in the boot was one of the pitches, but it was one of the throwaway pitches. We call this cannon fodder for it was just put out there to know we know they're going to reject this, but how funny will it be? to hear the germans say what is this cram in the boot <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: what does this mean uh, so, so many jokes so many jokes
4: so so anyway this was like a concept that, that that was out there and this is according to sources by the way and very credible sources I, this is true <laughs> so they pitched it, and that didn't become anything so fast forward to what year was this this would have been 2013 super bowl no 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 no. no, 2012 2012. no it was 2011 2012
1: super bowl january 2012
4: january 2012 this was resurrected as the uh uh campaign for the countrymen you know because they were like hey let's pull this out again this will work for the countrymen because it's even bigger and we'll do this game show thing and cram it in the boot. And so they resurrected this, um, like three, four years later, and it became the Super Bowl ad that that was kind of funny. If you were, you know, Brits kind of thought it was funny because, you know,
1: I thought it was fantastic. Yeah,
4: it was. It was good, but it, it sure well.
1: Didn't was it a good Super Bowl ad? It was not.
4: Was it Was it a hilarious ad that I loved? Absolutely.
0: No, I yeah. didn't like cramming in the boot. I didn't think it was that good.
4: I, I only thought it was funny because I knew the whole story and I couldn't say. I, I couldn't ever go. I know where this came from and it's brilliant and it's. Oh my gosh! I can't. It, believe I got away but I with think
1: it's it. how. I, I think it's hilarious. Me. I think yeah. it's legitimately hilarious that they did it. And you know who you approved it, Jim McDowell. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like I mean, you think about it. Like people are like you know talk about advertising mini USA like when it comes down to it it's approved by the person at the top and, and and i'm certainly not trying to you know talk smack about anybody but i mean jim mcdonald approved that and that that took a lot of guts i mean i don't know if i could have done it like in all seriousness like that's that took a lot of guts
4: because it was a lot of money to spend on a super bowl ad they're very expensive
1: and they were spinning it on an ad that was insane. That was like potentially like you know, people were going to talk about its inappropriateness, like in a in a in a you know in a wide audience.
4: But anyway, but, I, I, when it all comes down to it, it was not you know one of the greatest Super Bowl ads ever, and people really didn't talk about it for that much longer afterwards because I think a lot of the public was going, "What the what was that all about? I don't get it." And right. Prior- so we all kind of moved on right
1: what what just happened and i think that you know i think that's that's the problem super bowl ads if, if if they're not long enough or if they're not simple enough you walk away just
4: saying what just happened well and i think they did the same thing with the defy labels campaign Is we saw it all in the beginning and thought this was really good and the longer explanations that were there but then they shortened it and made this abbreviated you know, kind of campaign, and we're like, no, 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 you're missing the point. Nobody's going to get it. You need more, a little more explanation. Like you said, Gabe, mm-hmm. it needs to be a little bit longer, and there needs to be more in depth, and you need to feel this. And it was kind of like, what, what was that all about? Right. And I think they just kind of missed the ball.
0: Bloody, nope. yeah, but um, but the hammer and coops funny. Go check it out. Yeah, and that's what won them the the
4: you know, hey. Hopefully the new hammer and coop is in our future in the next year. That's going to win the next agency. Yes. The work for Mini USA. Yes, yeah, so they're going to make the next hammer and coop. And these guys are going to be rock stars on the next Mini takes the States. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Let's go with that. That's just what I'm saying. That's just what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. What I'm saying. Um, Let's move on a little bit. Let's uh, talk about our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. They have all the really cool stuff for your Mini that you like that, you know, that makes your Mini go faster and kind of look better and do neat things. They also have stuff for other cars in case you don't have a Mini anymore or you have another car besides a Mini and you say, I'd like to rock some CravenSpeed gear on my Ford. Heck, go over to CravenSpeed.com. It's got stuff for you. Uh, the, of course, the, the Shorty antenna. Everybody's got to have that so you don't look like an RC car. The... uh the the, the license plate holder which is called Frick Platypus, the Platypus mount. Thank you very much. Jesus, what I get for not being ready. Uh, the FlexPod adapter plus the new the new magnetic FlexPod adapter, which is super awesome. And for those of you still rocking the R53, the pulley plus so much more stuff. So much more stuff. Did it? Have I mentioned recently the Craven Speed short shift kit, especially for the R56? Oh man, I want that for my car so bad. It is so nice, so choice. You have to go over check it out. Check out everything that Craven Speed has. Full line of stuff. To to make your Mini really cool, really fast, and really awesome. Go over there, check it out. CravenSpeed.com. Please, if you would, thank you very much. Oh, and when you place an order, make sure you leave a note there that says, hey, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really like that. So do they. They, of course. CravenSpeed.com. And I want to know, Chad, are you still with us? Yes, I am.
4: I want to know your opinion on short shifters in Minis. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, you love them. Uh, Especially the Gen 2s, Um, you know, just putting like
2: the little adapter piece on the end. It really gets rid of some of the sloppiness to it and really kind of makes it a little more precise. Um, I think one of the reasons I never owned like a modern Volkswagen is because I always hated the shifters. They felt real gummy, real like there was nothing to it. Where in the mini you you have a little more firmness to it, and as soon as you put a short shifter in there, it almost starts to feel a little gated, a little bit of kind of like sports car esque ness of what a shifter
0: should feel like. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm pro short shifter. Nice. So I'm pro short shifter in the um, uh, in the r56 as well, uh, especially if you get the little you know the little um, uh, the, the little tray to get rid of the boot. Oh man, it is so nice. Yeah.
1: So, guys, so speaking of short shifters, uh, you talked about the Countryman a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I have uh, since tested said Countryman in uh, Cooper S all, all four manual form throughout Oregon. And uh, I would love to tell you about it.
4: I want to hear about it because the manual is something that's not available at the dealers right now.
1: In the- so, I can tell you right now that this is a different manual than most of us are familiar with. But it is the same manual in the Clubman All Four. Did you know that? Did you mm-hmm. know that car
4: does not have the Getrag six-speed? A, a Getrag,
1: really? Nope. And why is it that- has? It has. Wait, hold on, hold on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was it cool has.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a soda. Uh, it has an Asin really yeah did you know that many had to go to another supplier for the all wheel drive version of it's manual six speed
3: really uh, which
4: I guess then answers the question why it's not available at launch
1: and so what's even more interesting you know what you know who owns ASIM Toyota, uh, right? Well, owns a good portion of Toyota, right? Do you, do you know where that 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 transmission has uh, been? Everywhere. No, well, in the, it's,
5: VRZ? Like, in it's the BRZ, the BRZ,
4: out there.
1: It's been, it's been now, now it's been in uh, front wheel drive formats in Japanese, Japanese uh, region Toyotas, yeah, like the Scion. And, and, and I think you guys appreciate this In uh, in one car that, that I think we all know And would yep. love to drive the, so that, uh, it, that, that transmission is also well, available in the Lotus Evora Really? Because be, behind the seats of the Lotus Evora is a Camry V6 Right,
0: right, all the Lotuses you Heavily Toyota modified drive, Heavily modified Toyota drive chain right
1: yeah, so same engine Same, not same engine, sorry Same transmission Interesting And so, you know what's fascinating about it Is that you you feel in the Lotus Evora It feels totally different than what it feels like in the Mini In the Mini, you know what it feels like? Hmm. A freaking six-speed gitch in hmm. other
0: Minis No way
1: and so I, I cornered one of the many product folks about this at, at the Countryman launch. I said, "Like, hey, how does it feel? It, it, are you are you serious? Like, it, it feels exactly like a stopping." was like you have no idea how hard the Germans worked to make it feel exactly like a good track. Wow! <laughs>
4: and it's, it's 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 funny, Gabe, because you weren't on the show last time, but I I drove the the Cooper S Countryman all four, and the automatic guys, and I was amazed at how much the car felt like, I said, if you put a blindfold on me, which would not be good when I'm driving, hmm, but if you no. did, it would feel very much like the hardtop experience. It handled... The six-speed. Yeah. Well, the the countrymen in general, the cooper S countrymen, I Yeah, think,
3: yeah, yeah. That's
4: true. And it felt flat, and it felt like the hard top and i know that they've worked very hard to make they it worked hard on that
1: yeah so i mean so so yeah i mean i, th- I think that's totally true I and mean, i spent a lot of time in the manual and uh the car I had was uh you know had edc um it had the I mean, that's electronic damper control it had the manual and all four and it you know it it, it felt good it, it was fun to drive i mean was it big? Is it 3,600 pounds? Yeah. I mean, it's a big mini. Like it's, it's, it's heavier than the three, the, the three series wagon I had for years.
4: I thought it felt smaller than the Clubman gave when I drive it. I thought it felt with the no way, sitting, with the effect, with the exception of sitting higher up, I thought inside the car, it felt tidy. So
1: I can tell you, I drove, I drove to the airport at my Clubman, got on a plane, got to Portland, drove this car flew back, drove my clubman. The clubman felt immediately
0: smaller. Oh god, here we start, here we go. Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. Not not by a ton, but it did. Like, I mean, no question. Yeah, I didn't drive
4: the back, so I, don't
1: I was I was lower to the ground. It was a quicker turn in. It felt lighter. Uh my brakes weren't as good because my car has twenty thousand miles on it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, truth be told, mm-hmm. but it felt quicker. Hmm. Um I will it, say it just felt it just it just felt a little bit a little bit more immediate the whole thing
4: because DB now, yeah DB your impression this week when you saw the Countryman in person for the first time yeah you said it looked really
0: big right yeah I walked up to I saw you know I saw it parked at the dealer and I walked up to it and I'm looking at it like you know I was uh 50 feet away and I was like oh it looks like a regular car and then I get right up on it I'm like oh my god this thing's huge for lack of a better if. Standing next to it for the first time, it felt almost as big as a Honda CRV, to me.
4: Yeah, I, and I would challenge you to go drive one sometime because I don't think it feels as big. I, I, I
0: can, from what you guys have told me, and from, from what Brian Johnson it, it said, it does I've heard that doesn't feel that big. But when you, you know, first impressions are everything. When you walk up on that car, and you're going, this car has the wrong name as Mini because it's it's large. And Alex has so seen this. In I, I, see, I, I looked at that and I thought it was, you
4: know, car sized. Because I want, I want perspective from everybody here. Alex, and have tall. you seen the, the the new Countryman in person yet?
5: No, I haven't had a chance to, to see it yet. I wanted to stop by the uh, meeting of uh, San Francisco, but I haven't had a chance to do it. Well, I invited stop. us to uh, the, <laughs> the press release. Yeah, and we should and, go to the data. We should go to the data.
4: Yeah, Chad, have you seen it in person yet? The new Countryman.
2: I have not. I've just been uh, looking at Brian's uh, awesome photos that he's been posting mm-hmm. okay. uh, of it. So uh, that's pretty much what I've seen. I've obviously looked at uh, some of the uh, press photos online and things and stuff like that. And I, and I think it looks good. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. but I haven't been up close to it yet.
4: All right, Gabe, I want to hear more about how this drives because you got to drive it in the snow also.
0: Yeah. So Before Gabe
5: says just one uh, one thing, like, although I haven't seen the Countryman, I see the new X1 in San Francisco, in the streets of San Francisco at every corner. Like, everybody is buying this car. It's insane. Like, I've never seen so
4: many X1 in my life.
5: And, I can't so tell if, it ever- if that says anything, if that says I, anything for the Countryman, that's,
4: that's a good thing. I'm telling you now, I can't tell the difference between an X1 and an X5 on the road anymore yeah i can't either but <laughs> I, you know one other
1: one is one is dramatically larger one of yeah,
4: well <laughs> yeah i saw two of them today and, you know, i see one turn a corner and i'm like oh that's a three right that's an x3 i'm trying to i'm quizzing myself and then i see it past me and i'm like damn it that's an x5 <laughs> and then really i get to the stoplight and i see a brand new x1 and an x5 and i said those cars are identical from the rear but the x5 is like 40 percent bigger but
5: it's like the 5 Series so, and the 7 Series. It's the same car. It's the exact same. exact same
0: car. You know what? It's really funny? Really quick before Gabe starts is um, that you say that is one thing that I did notice looking at the country for the first time again today is I saw more BMW in this Mini than I've seen in any previous Mini. I can see that. There's there, It's like you, if you're standing like right behind the door near the back and you're kind of giving yourself that rear three-quarter view a little bit and you kind of walk towards the front of the car, it presents itself. It's like, oh, hi, BMW here. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, though. You know? It's not that it's bad, but it's noticeable.
1: Okay, hey, DB, wind me up.
0: Go, Gabe. <laughs> all right. It's all you.
1: So... um Let's let's look at the, da- the data here. Uh, the the countryman is
0: oh, I'm sorry, we're the, out of time. No, not really.
1: Has <laughs> the exact same wheelbase as the clubman. Exact. Okay, but that makes sense. I get that. Almost two inches longer. Yeah. And here's where here's the, the some key differences. It is it has the countryman has three inches more rear legroom. Yep. And, uh, one inch over one inch, more rear shoulder room. So it is, it is designed to have more rear room for passengers. What's fascinating is it actually has one inch full one inch less leg room for front passengers hmm. for, for the driver and passenger. Hmm. So b- what, what that means is the clubman really emphasizes the front passengers. The Countryman emphasizes the rear
4: passengers as far as the design.
1: Everything else, it's pretty much the same. Cargo volume is is actually almost identical.
3: Yeah,
1: it's point three difference to the to the Countryman. Now, you know that is. um, I mean, that's including everything. It's not including the the underneath the floor, but they have the same exact space there. Um, So, I mean, you're really talking about a car that is effectively about the same. But that said, it is also almost 200 pounds heavier. Wow. I mean, let's think about that. So you're talking about a car with exact, almost exact same dimensions. Basically, it's saying, I'm going to give you more rear leg room and shoulder room and, and short you the front, you know, the front space. And then I'm going to penalize you 200 pounds. Well, and and, um, and the best part is, DB, you know, yeah. I'm going to charge you more.
3: Perfect.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. But that's also something getting, that we've talked about offline, too. We're going to come back around to that eventually at some point.
4: Is that it's the same engine and the same horsepower as the hardtop and 1,000 pounds more than my JCW. Oof. Okay. So that is what the real number difference to me, you know, where the real gap is.
3: I would
1: argue it's not 1,000 pounds more. Well, on paper. I mean... Yeah, yeah. It's it's. But I mean, here here's the here's where it's more interesting to me. It's seven inches longer than the previous Countryman and three hundred and fifty pounds heavier.
4: Oh, and in response to and Alex sent us some messages last week. Alex, you were out with a colleague somewhere, and and your colleague who who you said had nothing to do with Mini noticed a new Clubman, right? And uh and said, "Wow, Minis have really gotten big, and and they don't look that fun anymore," and. I, I think in comparison we started looking at the numbers and I said compared to a two thousand two, the new Clubman, it's nine inches. No, it's two feet, it's twenty four inches. Two feet longer than an R fifty. But but
1: it should be. Like why yeah. why would it not be? Because I mean May still sells a small May,
4: oh, like that's great. I get that but, I get that. But I think from a perspective but, I think the, the the point we're missing here isn't so much that it's two feet longer. It it deserves to be two feet longer. But when somebody looked at a new Clubman and said, "Well, that's a mini," I remember minis used to be small and fun looking.
1: Do you want a small mini? <laughs> but but it's like you're trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah, where's where's my, so, where's my small mini? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, our perceptions have changed to some degree, and people say, "I where's my small mini," but they don't want to buy a small mini.
5: Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what the, I was about know, to say. They, they, they to keep buy complaining it that it's too small. Yeah, they keep complaining it's too small, and then when right. it's too big, they say, "Oh, well, is, where's is my small mini?" Like it's, the the thing that I wonder though is that like when will cars like stop getting bigger? Because I look at the five Never. series. <laughs> It's the same size as the 7 Series from the 90s. So Where is it going to stop? Right.
2: Well, you know, one of the reasons so that they right. had to start getting bigger, though, was because of crash test pedestrian
0: standards that, you know... That's right, because the Europeans so. keep hitting people. They can't help themselves. So, right, exactly. Yeah, well, so that
5: I, mean, I mean, the crash effective. standards are not changing every year, are they? Are, are they changing like, every no. seven years? It, so it's, it,
1: it's, no, it's, so Alex, to your point, it, the crash standards changed the um, front overhang and the height of the hood. What has changed the overall size of the vehicle is a consumer expectation. I mean, let's be honest, like, you know, look at the data. Like, people complained about the Mini being too small. People complained about, you know, the, the fact that the center controls were confusing. People complained about a lot of these things. And they've all changed. But can Think I say, about all the things that have been complained about, they have all changed, <laughs> and now we're all bitching about them. When yeah. we all predicted this. This we knew this is going to happen. And the, reason,
4: and the reason is why has have y'all been to Walmart or Target lately and seen America No, no. Uh, people, are no, getting, no. people are getting. <laughs> no. people are getting Americans. I can just say this unequivocally: Americans are getting larger. And I think well, that's
1: what yeah, it's- I, I, I I know I don't like doing that because I feel like I look around and I feel like everybody's been sung by bees.
4: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like going to those things because I feel <laughs> weird about. <them>. No, <laughs> my
4: country. And then well, they look
5: at you thought. like you're sick or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is. But important. anyway, but but you know, like, I think I think that you know, there, there's obviously something there, Todd. I, you know, and I think there's also this notion of. Um, And listen Bigger is better Like this is a car That's bigger You know And and BMW And and here's the other thing We're not talking about BMW created two sizes For the UKL platform One was the size The R56 I'm sorry the, The F56 The other was the size That corresponded With the X1 To make the Mini Countryman Out of the X1 They took They took length Off of the rear overhang and voila, that's a Countryman. So they did not have a bespoke chassis to create a Countryman. They had to base it off the X1. And think about this: the new X1 is smaller than the old X1 from an exterior size standpoint. Okay, and yeah. so, many, so BMW had to really, really tread water here—not tread water, sorry—sort of tread carefully and say, "We don't want to make the Mini too big." but we don't want to make the X one too small. So this is the size that hard points the chassis. And we're going to make two cars based off of this. And we're going to hope they work out really well.
4: All right, well, let's move on now. I want to hear some spillage about the LCI coming up later this year, Gabe.
1: Well, first off, I didn't even tell you how I liked the, the, the uh, F60. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I think you guys have had the same experience. It, 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 it turns in really well. It, performs like just generally speaking it might the manual was quick enough brakes were good enough but i mean more than anything what i what i thought was great is the way it handled it, it, felt, it really it felt, like, felt like a mini
4: well and the, and that's because i and i said last week you were here that the the wheelbase is longer and the track is wider so the bigger car i think they really found a nice uh, um happy medium between all of those things to make it not feel so clunky as the previous r60 countrymen um so yeah, what do you
1: think about that what what how do you how do you grade it versus the previous Countryman?
4: i i say 100 times better than the yeah car.
1: well in terms of how it drives
4: uh, how it drives it's it's 100 times better it feels like yeah. a, i said blindfolded it feels like yeah. not as good as my car because i've got the suspension so i don't have a good perspective on the f56 in general but I think the F fifty six hardtop, in general, the new Countryman feels as much like it. You are going to drive the two back to back. You are going to go. This is a fun car. If I need the, four- yeah. I am buying this over the four door Mini because I really dislike. The- it
1: doesn't feel that different. Yeah. Well, that looks weird. I think. I think in all seriousness, like I think that the the F fifty six is a clear a clear improvement over the R fifty six in terms of. Syrian feel and immediacy, despite the fact that there's a larger size, and I think the countryman does the same thing to the old countryman. All right, I'm going to predict. I
4: think, yeah, I'm going to predict right now that the F-56 that makes a resurgence this year, and the percentages go up. A little bit more than I thought they were going to They're going to equalize just- well,
0: I, I, my, I, d- my, I would have to disagree is the Because it's going to sell like crazy Yeah I think the F60 is going to come along Todd And even though it's going to be the most expensive Mini ever created ever um, I still think that car is going to Sell better than the R60 did All right. Yeah
1: totally And, and here's, and, and just here's me, thing. I'm just me spitballing
0: mm-hmm. But after looking at it today and, That's the size car that people want to buy Oh, you're right,
1: and the, and the and the Clubman is the car that people should buy. That's the car, and the, car, not and the Clubman is
0: the now. car that Gabe actually wants to have sex with.
1: <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that? No, you can't have sex with a car, Gabe.
0: Gabe, it's okay to love Gabe. It's okay to love your car, just don't love. Your no,
1: car. but I mean it's in all seriousness, like it, it, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a better car, like in a lot of ways. It's a smarter choice.
3: Yeah. All right, the all right. Same
1: car, less right, money, right, right. yeah. yeah, we know Gabe yeah, loves club. Yeah, Gabe right, loves clutch. I, I got I got like 90 seconds and I I got a plane to catch. Yeah. Go. So LCI. So it's gonna roll out in phases. So DCT, dual clutch transmission. Anybody want that?
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Is anybody interested?
4: It's coming, right? I get it
1: Yes It's it's, it's going So the, the DCT is scheduled for uh, it's, It is scheduled right now for November production okay. okay Nobody's talking about it Nobody wants to talk about it But it is scheduled for November production
4: Average consumers are stupid They don't know the
1: difference It's an automatic No, I'm talking about like Well, nobody's talking about it Like my sources are not talking about it But I know I've seen it I know it's coming
4: I got you, okay
1: so so the other thing that my sources are not talking about is the mm-hmm. rest of the LCI. It's not coming this summer, from what I can tell. It's going to be this fall. So it's going to be – it's going to roll out in phases. It's going to be this fall, and it's going to be in next spring. Hmm.
4: When are we going to get a new front bumper on the uh, F generation?
1: This fall. That's gonna, this fall. Yeah, that's, that's, Supposedly, that's going to be 2018 model year.
4: Hmm. Okay.
1: So which think about it. Which, ironically, so
4: the Countryman is going to be an 18, Gabe, and that comes out next month. The yeah. Countryman is not going to be part of that. Huh. No, it's not. But it is an 18. What I'm saying is it's going to be confusing.
1: So that will not be part of it so the so it's so the lci is going to affect the um f-56 hard top and the uh f-55 the four-door Pick. and then um theoretically speaking the f-57
0: able to the convertible yeah because it's pretty much i saw a four-door in the wild today oh
1: did it make you ill?
0: Yeah, it did.
3: <laughs>
1: I see a lot Yeah, I see a lot of photos, man. I see a lot of photos. So anyway, so that's so that's the that's the story, man. So there's there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know, a lot of changes happening. There's going to be a new lighting design. So the new lighting ring around the lights is going to be, be like continuous. The so it's going to be continuous.
3: Yeah
1: So that's gonna So that's gonna That's gonna happen Um The new bumper Will be Um It will fix The chin From This is what I've been It's been inferred to me Right Um It will fix the chin It'll look different Um The rear will look different As well Uh The rear lights Will not be that different Um There'll be some subtle changes there The Uh What will change is The engine output If If And it was unclear to me If it's going to be part of the LCI But they are going to be introducing a new um, Step change in engines In the next 18 months It could be part of the LCI And that's going to increase power Um Oh gosh, it's on motor and fall, So I can't, I can't remember the percentage But it's going to incrementally increase power Seven percent uh, but, but I think it's, yeah, I think that seems right But I think more, more importantly It's going to increase the smoothness of the thing So it's going to feel more refined Which I think is fantastic So what is the DCT going to do? I, I, that's one thing I don't know Like I don't know if it's going to replace the automatic Or if it's going to be a third option That's the one thing I'm not entirely clear of or what, what car it's going to be available on? I would suspect it could uh, for US and NJ,
5: Honestly, like based to based on what uh, Gabe, um, Todd, and, and and DB said just you know five seconds ago, like I wouldn't make this an option. Like people don't even know the difference. Just like make it automatic or manual, and make the automatic decision. Yeah,
4: I think they're gonna have to phase it in because it's a little more. Ex- it's just a little more expensive. But as Gabe said uh, a couple months ago in Motoring File that they've managed to kind of leverage uh, a buying power to get the price down to where they can do it, but still being a little more expensive, I think they're going to have to limit it to the Cooper S and the JCW um, as an automatic, just because people are willing to pay the higher end prices for that. That's just a...
5: Gabe, are we going to get like uh, like digital dials and, and get getting rid of the uh, plastic yeah. little, you know, indicator? So that's a great question
1: um, You know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard anything for about Four years on that So when the, when the F56 came out um, more, uh, Not to get too specific But I, I was told that There was a digital display In place of the tachometer that They had worked on That they were hoping to introduce in a couple years And I mean that was on the Product roadmap essentially um, I have not heard about that Since then so I, I hope so. I mean, that's. I, I wish I, I actually wish I could tell you more on that, but I was told not that it was going to change the um, fuel display, mm-hmm. but it was actually going to create a round digital display, like an LCD or a round LCD, in place of the tachometer, and it would be like a multifunction display that you could like move like parts of the navigation or whatever to that display. Cool. Which is, when you think about it, pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. cool. Nice. All right, Gabe, thank you very much, sir. We do appreciate it, as always.
1: Yeah, no worries. Okay. And now I have, a, I have a, a, a train to catch or plane.
0: Pick one. It doesn't matter. Just, okay. <laughs> or or a submarine. Submarine, yes. Gabe has to go off and continue his top secret battles by submarine.
1: All right. Well, Everybody. I mean, don't forget... I'm I'm Grand Slam Ball Bearing.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again to Grand Slam Ball Bearings from motoringfile. dot com for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Gabe.
1: All right. Thank you, Destroyer Ball Bearing and uh, Thor Pete and Cutter Magnum and Alligator Seawolf.
0: <laughs> you are I'm changing. I'm changing all, right. all the about pages tonight, Gabe. All right, see you guys. See you guys see you later. Right. Right. Bye-bye. See you again. Thanks again to Gabe for joining us on motoringfile.com, of course. And one more thing I want to mention before we finish up here is uh, we're gonna just briefly I want to touch on some racing. If those of you who aren't following me along at home, the mini team raced at Sebring this past weekend. If you guys are ever wondering how to watch those, if you don't have, if you're like me and Alex, you don't have TV, you can actually pull those races up usually at Imza.com, I M S A dot com. Um, or follow me on Twitter because I usually just retweet it. And then you can go watch, watch some really great racing It was pretty good racing this week um, The mini number 70, I think it was the number 73 car Finished at 4th place I talked to Lewis about this in the interview You're actually going to hear that next week um, And it's a really, really great interview About how racing at Sebring Is such a beast of a monster And how exciting it was to do Daytona Which you can also hear in the feed already That you've already heard that one And then also those guys in the number 73 car Currently holding down 2nd In provisional point standing very, very cool. Next race happening in Coda, in Austin, Texas in May. So keep an eye out for that. Good stuff. Does anybody have anything else? No, sir. Alex, 30 nope. seconds. Go. Uh,
4: no, I'm good. Really? Alex, you still have rattles in your JCW, by the way. Uh, yes, more rattles than ever.
5: So, uh, so <laughs> I mean, it's so irritating. Like, so what I do now, every time I stop the car, I pulled the windows down because otherwise it's, it's like, it's really
4: irritating. Oh my, God. Oh my gosh. I, oh, yeah. We're going to fix this, Alex. I'm, I'm going to find out of uh, 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 someone. We're, we're going to We're gonna start climbing <laughs> ladders here. Yeah. You know, pulling pulling punches. Um, pulling strings. <laughs> college in favors, pulling strings, whatever we can do. We're going to get uh, you uh, taken care of. Because this is unacceptable for a $40,000 car. Yes. Yeah.
5: I mean, it's, uh, my, again, because I say all the time when I speak all that stuff, it's my BMW
4: Yeah, premium. I'm, not, I'm very, not very premium. Yep, I'm 10,000 yeah. miles and rattle-free in my JCW, Alex And I should have more rattles Because yeah, I have ridiculous yeah. suspension and run-flats on my car <laughs> Yeah so I have, I have the mileage that you have Yeah, you have 5,000 miles And you don't have run-flats, do you, or do you? No, I have run-flats, yeah, yeah By the way, which
5: I uh, 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 On which I have two bubbles so I forgot to tell you guys that. Because uh, oh, the, in, in, yeah, in, in the roads in San Francisco are so not, so not good So bad but, uh but this, what's surprising though is that like with the beamer i i did hit like a couple of potholes like over three years uh and never had like a thing like the the wheel never cracked the the never never bubble in the tires like nothing and i hit like two two potholes like on the left uh, on the left side and on the right side uh, with the mini and not like giant potholes and i already have like two bubbles like uh, it's kind of a Kind of surprising Yeah I don't know And uh, it's funny because the I, I, I think the um, The wheel was the same size Like 18 inches uh, But the, it seemed to me That the tire on the BMW The tires on the BMW Were a bit thinner Than the one on the Mini And so that's that's Kind of Even more surprising And, and I guess Disappointing at the same time I keep driving go. them So I don't
0: know I'm against the Michelin Pilot Super Sports There you go Yeah yep. Sadness just hey. sadness. Mm-hmm. All right, and with that we're going to be done. We, uh, I'm going to do some business. Everybody else can just sit back and relax for a minute. But if you guys have a really cool shot of your mini, you want to share and you want to say, you know, you want the chance to be in the cover art for the for that week's show, oh, it's super simple. You can upload it to the Facebook page. You can ping us, you know, do an at reply on Twitter or Instagram, or you can upload it to the Patreon page and we'll get it. And it's not a competition. I'm just adding them to the queue and I'm just going to use them for show art because you guys are uploading and sharing some really, really amazing shots. Again, this one by our man Rick Roberts. Thanks, sir, for sharing that. And you can do the same. Super easy stuff. Um, there's that. I want to remind everybody about Amviv. I'm officially now officially going. I've actually booked my hotel. Pretty awesome stuff. If you guys are going, look for us. Uh, I believe we're going to almost, we're keeping all the things crossed. We might have a full crew mine escape. Maybe possibly yeah. maybe mm-hmm. All the things. I think we're going to have a tent too and we might have a tent and yeah. Todd do you still have openings available for motoring stripes oh yeah so did if we get our liquor license approved don't ask for you. dude you don't need a liquor license anyway. <laughs> begging, <dude>. Come on. <laughs> even at the Silverton you don't need a liquor license free liquor everywhere that's right. Um, so, I hardly know her. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Go over to motoringstripes.com. If you want Todd to put some stripes on your Mini uh, during Vegas, um, that'd be awesome. Uh, and he will hook you up. Just use the contact form at motoringstripes.com and he'll get you taken care of. Or if maybe you want a white roof radius and roof delete kit, just punch that into the uh, contact form there at motoringstripes.com as well. Todd will even install it for you in Vegas. Absolutely. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, next week or next time we meet, uh, we'll have a full report from Todd. He is going to the Philly member meeting. By the time you guys hear this, it's either it's already going on or it's already done. Um, so we, we're we going to take two weeks off just to get the Todd, you know, recover. He needs his liver to recover from that. Um, but it I'll be, post it to the White Roof Radio,
4: Radio Instagram. So if you uh, go
0: check up Instagram, the White Roof Radio feed, yep. and I'll post pictures over the weekend. Perfect. You can get a link to that. Of course, we are right White Roof Radio on Instagram. If you guys aren't following us already, uh, and if you are just too lazy to you know type White Roof Radio in the search box on Instagram, you can find a link to it back over at whiteroofradio.com, or I'll stick it in the show notes so you guys can have it there as well. Uh, otherwise, I think we 're done. Let me see boom 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 detroit dot com if you 'd like to buy yourself something nice from our man chad that 's always good to do detroit. com help him you know keep that new shop lit and shiny and clean. You can follow him yes. on Facebook because the the, the chat i 'm not kidding I think we said this pre, either before the show or during black or Fredo, but the the new shop really looks amazing. We're, we're always trying to keep it clean, and uh, it's been full of a lot of cars lately. So
2: we're, uh, we're we're starting to crank them out. The summer's starting to hit, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't Book know now.
0: Yeah, I don't know and if the you're using. Dragon's used- coming up for Chad too. That's so. uh, right, dragons coming up. Oh, yep, see, it yep. just looks so badass. Um, I don't know what you guys are used to for like a local shop, but, you know, local shop for me, it's like dark, dingy, uh, gray concrete floors, you know, not very well lit. And it's it's a local shop, right? And you, if you do a search for Detroit, too, and you look at the images, mean, Chad actually uploaded some new ones today. And you're kind of going, wow, that's a really clean bright well-lit space it's very organized and it's huge and it looks pretty awesome so yeah. nicely done sir very nice I'm, get, I'm
2: getting old and getting blind so you know you got to make it bright <laughs> you gotta have a lot
0: of light <laughs> yeah and there's a picture of a corvette though i i you got to replace that with a picture like maybe stick a mini in there or something
2: Come on, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're not uh, a non-denominational car, uh,
0: car you know, function here. So, yeah, okay. uh, you know, they nice. just most of them happen to be minis. Awesome. Anyway, that's, of course, our friends over at, That's Chad over at Detroit DetroitTune, Uh Anyway, thanks for listening, gang. Thanks for downloading the show and going gangbusters. Holy crap, a million downloads on the last episode. Not really a million, but quite a few. It reached a number larger than ever in the shortest amount of time ever. And it was a Donald Trump million. It was a Donald Trump million yeah, during the course of the show. So, well done. Thank you very much. If you are sharing the show or whatever, you, if you're new to us, thanks for, thanks for listening and And if you want, um, if you haven't in a while, go over to iTunes, leave a nice review for us. That's always a lot of fun. Good times, good times. And if you're looking for something new to listen to, RideBikesRadio.com. Myself, Brian Dallas, we talk about bicycles every other week for about an hour. It's a good time. Go check it out. RideBikesRadio.com. But now we are done. Officially done. Finished. though, This is the point of the show, where I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to WhiteRoofRadio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at WhiteRoofRadio.com. But until next week, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya.
5: Adios. Oh,